Hi, everybody. Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. I'm your host, Kevin Dunn, and Agency Unfiltered is a weekly web series and podcast that interviews agency owners, founders, and executives from around the world about operations, growth, and scale. Episodes can be found on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. Today, we have on John Heritage, president of Evenbound. John highlights and then digs deeper into the learning and development focus of his organization's culture. We start with its origin and genesis built on both personal and professional experiences. John then positions his team's learning initiatives to both HubSpot and its growing, changing, expanding platform and the opportunities that exist around that notion for solutions partners, as well as his team's productivity. In other words, how does his team balance KPIs like utilization rate and billable hours with dedicating time for learning and development? We then discuss how he and the team operationalize this, specifically how he infuses competition and camaraderie, how he ensures accountability from across the team, and how he thinks about prescribing certifications and education based on role or function versus creating the space for his team's personal interests. Lastly, we talk about the ROI. Does he see tangible results with his clients and the work that his team delivers? Does that impact come through as qualitative or quantitative? But regardless, he explains that that ROI is very much noticeable. You're listening to Agency Unfiltered. Hey, John, welcome. Welcome to the Agency Unfiltered podcast. How are you doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Super yeah. excited to be a part of this part of this episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I won't spoil the fun. Uh, definitely a topic that, that I might be a little biased about, you know, uh, yeah, right. by the nature of, of my role <laughs> at my company. Um, but before we get into that, tell the listeners, where, uh, where are you dialing in from? So I'm dialing in from Grand Haven, Michigan, which is uh, right on the coast of Lake Michigan. We are like the the Huntington Beach of the Midwest, maybe, for like three months out of the year. So it's a quiet little beach community here in Lake Michigan. A lot of fun, a very fun place to, to live. Is that is that metaphor or that label, is that self-created or is that is that yes, commonly no. used amongst kind of the residents? No. That's funny. No, I, I throw that around because like I have friends out in California um, and it's really nothing like hunting and beach or any of that. It, <laughs> but it, to me, it kind of is. I like to think that it is. My kids like to surf and, you know, we have some of those lifestyle uh, attributes, but uh, it is it's you know, it's not thrown around commonly here. You know, in uh, over the course of a year, probably the, the weather's, you know, it, it, you know, depending on the month, probably doesn't match up too, too well all the time. But yeah, it's good. No, I mean, right now it's great. It's, uh, you know, it's June, so it's like sunny and 70, um, but like February can be pretty, pretty dark and brutal and cold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, I'm in Massachusetts, so I can, I can empathize with that through and through, right? Yep. Yep. Um, well, today we're here to talk about um, your emphasis on, in, 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 by nature of that, your team's emphasis on uh, learning. And development, yeah. uh, and instilling yep. that as part of the culture, uh, which again, obviously, I love. Um, yeah. It seems like a, a core personal value for yourself, um, and it's great to see it kind of pull through across the the full team. So, 
maybe the best place to start or level set, like just the genesis of kind of that, that learning focus or the learning component of your team's culture, where did it, where did it come from? How did it, how did it uh, manifest? Yeah. So for me, it started um, in school. Um, I'm a non-traditional learner. I had some undiagnosed um, learning disabilities, uh, which kind of framed my thinking and, and I, it was important for me to learn how to learn. And so that's been baked in through my entire adulthood. Um, I wasn't a big reader as a kid, but as an adult, once I learned how I could effectively do that, um, you know, it opened up new, new windows of opportunity for me. Um, and then, uh, you know, from the business side, and so, you know, we've, we've been a partner, I think 2015 or something Sure. Um, from a business side, I, I, um, I read a lot. I learn, I, you know, I try to educate myself. Um, mm-hmm. and, one of those uh, points of education came in this like 18 months or so ago. HubSpot released this, you know, $19 billion market opportunity report, the IDC report. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, and so to me, I, I evaluated that information uh, and saw that there's a huge market opportunity. You start looking at how many, and they look in the directory, how many agency, how many agencies are that are our size with our capabilities. And like, it's like, man, there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, and my team needs to really position ourselves well, right? The market opportunity, we need to position ourselves well to become certified and accredited experts um, to tap into some of that, right? So there's the personal element, which has been my lifelong thing, and then there's this this business opportunity, Um, and, you know, we also, I think, organically noticed there's just an increasing um, demand for current customer technical capabilities. They're asking us to do things that we may be, may be not super familiar with. And so we need to educate ourselves on how to do those so that we can do them not only in this instance, but then, you yeah. know, as a service going forward. So, um, you know, that those were all the impetus for kind of how it started and how we yeah. baked in this, this education initiative, right? Yeah, no, I love that. And appreciate you starting with kind of the, the personal story first. No, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and kind of my interpretation of what you've outlined is, well, based on uh, my read on where HubSpot's going, how the platform's evolving, uh, uh, leaning on education in the development of my team will enable uh, differentiation, distinction, subject matter expertise that would yield customer success, right, on, as an output. That's kind of the, that's the motivating factor, uh, kind of the direction yeah. of the, the HubSpot ecosystem and the platform. A hundred percent. And, um, and honestly, like it's, it's at the company level. It's at like the agent, like we, we do some, you know, very specific things really well because, you know, we've leaned into those, but then it's also at the individual level too. And so yeah. the cool thing about, you know, the hubs, if I can give you a shameless plug, yeah, the cool thing about the HubSpot Academy <laughs> if you is like, if you were going to do it, it, I was going to do it. So I, know, right? I mean, the, the cool thing about it is that we as a group can develop our expertise, but then I, myself as an individual, I can chase down and learn new things and break new ground and all that stuff. And that, you know, that element is so, so wonderful. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, and appreciate the shameless plug. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, never wanted to stray away from that. You know, I don't know the number, but I can imagine that, you know, if you interview or if you just pose the question to a large group of services provider or solutions partners, they go, oh, yeah, no, learning, learning and professional development uh, is key to our culture. And so mm-hmm. it's one thing to walk the walk or talk the talk. It's harder to walk the walk. And so how does your team and how do you lead or walk the walk, so to speak? So like 
how does learning and development, uh, like what is the actual, uh, what does that look like inside the walls uh, of your organization? Does that make sense? It does. It, like it's it, it's kind of interesting, and like the some of the evolution we've we've gotten a lot more organized about it recently. Obviously, I'm gonna have to, I've shared some of that story with you, which we're going to get into a little bit today. But yeah. I mean, it's it's fascinating as an individual. You know, like I would go through and watch a you know watch an episode or you know take a certification or whatever. Um, and then I'd go back and reference it to the folks in my team and they'd be like, Oh, I should check that out. I'm like, yeah, you should do it when you have time. And so there's like sure. a low level of organic, like, Hey, this is this, this in the HubSpot Academy, this class, this course, or this certification will help you be better at that. Right. So that, I think that's just baked into like helping each other get good information. Um, you know, I, I, like I said, the, um, as long as we've been doing this, the folks that, you know, customers and clients that have been on hustle with us for, for a long time, they keep asking for more and more advanced level stuff. So then we have to keep kind of evolving. And then, um, you know, the, um, the structure came in when we really tried to capture based on some of this, um, you know, the market opportunity report, we really tried to capture, um, like how we're going to approach that. And so we set forth um, a couple initiatives and those are like quarterly um, competitions where we will take the team, uh, break them into two, and we will, somebody takes this on as kind of their quarterly rock um, and, and they, they will make a list of suggested, here's three to five certifications that might be a good fit for you and your role. Yeah. And this is how you roll up into the team and it becomes a competition. And then, you know, at the end of the competition, there's some big culture thing. It'll be like an event, like uh, you guys get to go out to eat and, um, you know, or, or there's like second and third place prizes for individual efforts. Like, you know, mm -hmm. you get um, an Amazon gift card or something like there's some type of reward. It's you're not huge, but it's enough to say, you know what, the competition element really kind of bakes some fun into it, um, at least with my team. And, yeah. um, and, and that's, that's how we do it. So, no, that's great. I mean, I would imagine that that certainly like it, it adds that layer of accountability too, right. Um, but yeah. probably, I would imagine there's like a s slew of secondary benefits, right? Like, uh, a sense of inclusion and team building and camaraderie, right? Like healthy, friendly competition. Like it probably, uh, my, I would think it gets pretty spirited and, and folks seem to to enjoy that. And obviously if there's you know, food or a happy hour on the end of it, like even more so, right? Dur during the course of the competition, the, sh the Slack channel lights up and everybody is like, you know, the scores get started getting tallied and people, you know, start talking some smack and, you know, this it's good spirited <laughs> fun, right? We bake yeah. that fun into it too. And so you had, you referenced this earlier and I was going to, uh, you know, I was going to talk about it like, uh, you know, just from a, um, you know, from a, like a, a culture standpoint, we, uh, you know, I've, I've heard other people on this um, podcast reference this, we run on EOS as well. Mm. So like uh, we, we do everything based on our core values. Um, a couple of core values that are really relevant to this um, are fun. Everything that we do should be based in fun. Uh, and, you know, I, we bring it, got to bring fun and happiness to work. And, and I just feel like that's got to be central. So like everything we do should be, should be based in that. Um, and That's then great. growth, right? So like the growth mindset is not just like, I want to figure out how to grow from, you know, a million dollars to $3 million in revenue, right? That's not the growth mindset is like, huh, we tried these couple of things 
And um, we failed at them, but we learned a lot in that failure process. So we're going to adjust and be better when we go after it again. And like, you know, full disclosure and that growth mindset, like I've taken courses and gone and, and done the certification uh, and failed. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't be multitasking. Maybe I should go back and rewatch the course and actually absorb all of the information so that I can pass the test. Right. So like yeah. those are things that I think are just great lessons that, that get built into all that stuff too. No, that'd be a big fans of uh, my team's big fans of, of growth mindset, you know, and I yeah. think you, you alluded to this too, but just kind of the mental framing of perceived failures as learning opportunities, right? Like absolutely. Um, th- th- there's always the opportunity there. Hey, just pit stop on EOS. I'm glad you brought it up. Are you the implementer or the visionary? I am the visionary, which means, and this is funny, like, you know, you identify with all these things. Like that's the, 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 the thing that people throw around here is like, he's the guy with a hundred good ideas, but really there's only two good ones. Right. 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 No, but and, the visionary the, needs to come up with the hundred and like, thank, thankfully yes. there's an implementer to suss it out, you know? Yep. Yep. Fortunately, this initiative and us, you know, becoming certified accredited experts was one of those good ideas that I, thankfully my team has done amazing job <laughs> at implementing all of this. Right. Yeah. Is there, uh, it sounds like this is the case, um, but you'd mentioned the team kind of identifies kind of a quarterly champion or something like that. So is it, is it team owned? You know, so is there a sense of ownership too? And is there like an uh, kind of like an underlying level of ownership and excitement about being kind of the person that drives it forward? Mm-hmm. Um, yep, that's a great question. So uh, I think we all have an ownership stake in it. And, mm-hmm. and for the reason that I kind of talked about earlier, like it's a team thing, but it's also an individual thing too. It's a point of pride, right? There's mm-hmm. a couple people in my group um, who have just about every single certification. Um, and like they set those as personal goals. And I think that's amazing, right? I'm nowhere near that. I have some good certification, but I'm nowhere near that. I think that's an amazing individual accomplishment. 100%. But then we also like, I mean, I, I still take a fairly active role um, in, in sales function. And so like when people say like, well, what, what, are, what makes you different? Like I, I tell people, we have like over 330 certifications as an agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an amazing number to throw around, right? And I think it's a marketability standpoint too. And so it's a point of pride for the, for the group as a whole. And again, uh, this goes back to just, yeah, learning and development and having certified individuals and that level of certifications across the team. Yeah, it's a point of distinction. It's a differentiator. It strengthens kind of your position. Uh, I would imagine sales conversations, conversations with prospects, et cetera, right? Yeah, um, 100%. Let me ask you this. Uh, was there ever a push and pull or a, maybe like a hesitancy uh, around pulling away the team from billable hours or like pulling back the utilization rate of the team? Like, where's that balance? Uh, was there a hesitancy? Cause I can imagine there may be some other partners or services providers that, that are, that would feel the same thing. Right. How do you yeah. not deprioritize, but you know, pull back on utilization rate of my team. I think that it has to, like, it's going to be a, um, I'm, th- I'm kind of gathering my, I want to answer this in a, like a very mindful way. Right. Um, I think it has to do uh, with the evolution of the agency as well. Mm-hmm. I know like up to a certain point, we weren't utilization wasn't even a factor for us. We were just trying to get good fit work and, and get it done. Right. And then figure out kind of from there how to be profitable. And um, in the, again, pinging the, the, the lifelong learner thing, I read a book um, and I, I, 
it, the book is called Profit First. So it basically flips the financial thinking to say like, hey, everything that you do, you should take the profit out first and then everything left over is what you have to work with, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so a lot of that I think factors into um, when uh, we really started uh, calculating and uh, iterating around the topic of utilization. Uh, and that just so happens to line up with some of these initiatives on, uh, on, on our, like our learning initiatives, uh, and those like that, that utilization rate cannot run up to 90 or 95% yeah. and still have enough room to do something like this. You, it oh, just wow. won't. I mean, yeah. uh, right. so you know, if we are running utilization rate of say like 65 or 70%, we are in, in very intentionally baking additional time into this yep. under the understanding that like this initiative is important. Our expertise on the platform benefits us as individuals and as a group and HubSpot as a company. And so for us to be good partners, this is how we're, we're baking this in with, with that in mind. So you definitely have a sacrifice in like you know, potentially utilization, potentially profitability. Yeah, quote unquote um, productivity. But, yeah, profitability. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah right. sure. But you're investing in yourself, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a differentiation kind of trade off, right? Right. Um, it's an investment. You know, uh, it's a worthy investment. Absolutely. Um, and I can imagine that that sort of positioning too, and being openly okay with the team about pulling back on something like utilization rate or the number of billable hours they put in each week. Like, yeah, it just, it helps strengthen the importance of this as an initiative as a whole. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it, 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 you see, you get glimpses of that payoff of the investment. Like I had a conversation with a client this morning, I, you know, and he and I have been working together for 10 years. Right. And he said, well, uh, we had some folks shuffle around in our group and somebody else got assigned to him. Uh, and he said, I had one hour conversation uh, with this person and like they totally revolutionized and changed the entire way I thought about HubSpot and like it was amazing and this is somebody mm. this is one of the people that has been heavy duty into the certification program and really building out their knowledge and everything so like what an awesome thing to hear as an owner right and I no haven't kidding. had a conversation with this client in a little while so for him to say hey you should give this person a raise they did a, they did an amazing <laughs> job I think that was just you know it's like a okay we're doing things right you know? It's validation, right? At the yeah. end of the day, yeah, it's validating 100%. kind yeah. of the whole the whole model you put in place. Um, I'm glad you went there. Uh, that's that was kind of like a perfect lead. Um, uh, that was an example of like a tangible, like you know, uh, qualitative feedback from a, a customer or client saying, "Like, yes, we felt this." Um, how else do you look at the ROI of like this focus? on learning and professional development. Any other sound bites or feedback from clients? Do you know, is there any noticeable difference in the sales process and kind of how folks are considering you as an option? Uh, where does it manifest? The ROI? Certain, like, yeah, so like sales, ROI, revenue, all that stuff. Certainly, yes, I'll get into that in a second. But I think like culturally, um, you know, when people, when they, it becomes a point of pride and you have that much team engagement in an initiative it, the team building portion of that. Like you can't, you can't manufacture that. <laughs> you can't do that in any other way. I don't know how else to say it other than like ask some of our team members. Right. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and so like that, that ROI of the team being engaged and building out there in our expertise um, is like, it's a big key differentiator for us. And it's a big initiative that we, you know, we take really seriously.
from a practicality standpoint, um, we, of course, we use all of this language in our like sales and marketing material, right? We have, you know, 330 certifications. Mm -hmm. We have uh, these specific certifications. We can do this and that. And so that gets baked into a lot of that process. Um, and then like, you know, the, um, do when you, when you gauge in the academy and you get new certifications, it changes the way that you think about customers that you may have been working with for a couple of years and you go back to them with new ideas and say, hey, we've been doing really marketing operations for the last two years for you and the results are great, but we just took these other certifications on sales and some of this other thing and revenue operations or whatever. And we really feel like we could change our relationship and drive a lot more value for you. Um, and so like the cross sell upsell conversations become a lot easier because we're speaking from a point of education and expertise. Um, and so, so that's a factor too. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's like the ideation as to, Hey, here's some new initiatives or campaigns or things yes. that we can test out and try, uh, that, that we'd be excited about. And I can imagine, uh, it pulls some of the, uh, existing strategies off autopilot and autopilot's not derogatory. Yeah. Maybe things are just humming and they're working really well, but actually, you know, we, we, turn this knob and it goes even better, right? So it's, it's yes. revisiting successful client work. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you brought this up too about uh, like the, you feel it from a team perspective, right? Like yeah. it has a positive impact to the team. Uh, do you get a sense that uh, it, it, it's a noticeable impact on uh, employee retention? Are people sticking around? I think, agencies and services historically, right? Uh, I think employee turnover is frequent. Um, obviously, I mean, at this day and age, it's hard to find the talent you may need. Like, is there, are you mitigating those risks with this investment? Are you seeing a noticeable difference on like employee retention? I mean, full disclosure, you opened this up. So I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. And it's, I mean, this probably is unfiltered, gonna... so I would hope so. Sure. Right? It's yeah, it's probably going to be unpopular with some people. They're going to listen to this and I'm okay with that. But mm -hmm. um, again, I think like if you are truly creating an environment that's that and a culture that is centered around like a healthy work life balance, um, you know, that your utilization rate should not be up at 90 or 95%. And I would say like, we all know this, anybody listening to this show that invested <laughs> interest knows. And if you don't know, then you should, you're being put on notice right now. There are recruiters that are hammering uh, everybody in, in our ecosystem, right? Yeah. Uh, and the recruiters are just trying to make their 20% of the salary or whatever. So if you're, you're qualified for that job, but the question I think I fear that doesn't get asked. And we ask this because we just made a few hires recently mm -hmm. as well is the question that doesn't get asked is what's the expected utilization rate? Right. So sure, I can go get a 20% bump in my salary and increase my utilization rate by 30% and not have any time off to do to to get educated or to right. develop my career or whatever the case is. Right. So I think the relevant conversation from the employee side needs to be like, hey, what space do you make for um, for these types of things in your culture and your company culture. And how do you, you know, how do you navigate some of that stuff? So that, that's, that's how I feel about that specific topic, right? Utilization yeah. rate. It is a weird time right now. It's a super, like it, it's really hard to find it. You know, I should say it is, and it isn't hard to find really good fit people. Right. Um, there's a lot of people looking for jobs. I mean, and shoot, I saw, uh, somebody else was posting something on LinkedIn about, 
uh, even today about all these layoffs, right? There's a lot of yeah. tech companies doing yeah. layoffs and things like that. So like, it's a strange time. And so it's more important than ever. And I think that part of this is, you know, uh, that, that people on the team and on these teams, the employees, I, I don't necessarily like that term, but like the employees mm -hmm. are more in power and in control of what their, what their work life is going to look like. For and sure. so it's our job to respond to that and make it good. Right. It's not us to, you know, the, the, <laughs> the, uh, man, I got a job at corporate America and, uh, you know, I have to do what they say. Kind of those, those days are so dead and gone. Thankfully. Totally. Right. Thankfully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's funny. I mean, obviously we've kind of opened, we've cracked this nut through the lens of learning and development, but it's a much broader kind of employee experience conversation really to be had. And it sounds like the best organization like, yeah, sure. You need to invest in learning and development and it has to actually be a like actionably be a part of the culture. Um, but there's other, that's one cog, right? There's, there's larger strategies that need to be in play for uh, avoiding employee burnout and embracing a balance between work life and home life, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah. yeah and couldn't so agree like, more with your point on that. You, you talked about like origin stories. I got um, one of my like primary origin stories. I tell this frequently is uh, when I started this, I didn't have any intentions of growing up to a 21 person agency and all of that stuff. Uh, when I started this, the, the point was to create a workplace, a, a place that I would want to work at. <laughs> if I'm going to hire people, I need to create an environment of a place that I would want to work at. And if I, I wouldn't want to work there, how would I ever expect anybody else to, yeah. you know? So I hear some of, of these stories. I hear some of these stories of people like, oh, I work for this place and it's a burnout shop. I'm up at three in the morning doing this and this and this. I'm like, why are you doing that? And who <laughs> who set that up to be that way? That's I don't know. It was yeah, uh, it's just uh, I may misrepresent this, but I think it was uh, like a uh, expose of I think it was TikTok, to be honest. And they have that nine, nine, okay. six culture, nine a.m. to nine p.m. six days a week. Right. It's the antithesis of what of what your approach was to building a business, right? It is because I wouldn't want to work there. Right. <laughs> I don't want to work nine to nine. I have, I like to fish. I have kids. My, you know, my wife and I like to spend time together. Um, I coach some youth sports stuff like that all is, is factored in, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it has totally. to be. Totally. Um, now I don't want this half hour together to be completely self-serving. And so, uh, I've created space for this question. What other resources have you found valuable for your team for learning, training, certification, et cetera, outside of HubSpot Academy? Are there any other places that, that the team finds value in learning from? Well, a couple of things. So, and I, I wanted to make sure that I point this out. Like, so when we set down these paths, we split our teams and then we say like, okay, so here's your three to five and here's your three to five. Like some of the folks on our team, we have three right now that uh, like the primary function of their job is managing like paid media. Sure. Um, and so like Facebook blueprint is a really good certification. <laughs> that is a very, and that's like a proctored exam and everything. That's mm -hmm. legit. Right. Um, and and um, Google ads and, you know, LinkedIn ads, those, they all provide, you know, some level of, you know, virtual learning, certification, things like that. Those are all great platforms. The interesting thing I think that I found when we, you know, started evaluating the program that, that we did uh, is you, you take somebody that maybe is in like a client facing account manager role and they would have gone and got like a CMS for developer certification, <laughs> like on their own. And we're like, 
well, why, why did you, why that did is you not do a, that? That is right? not a core function no. of your role, right? No, yeah. no, yeah. right. And they're like, well, I just was curious about how it worked. And I'm like, I mean, it's awesome. That's great, right? But I think, um, you know, so there are multiple other platforms, uh, you know, and there's there's other learn, there's other LMS systems out there outside of HubSpot Academy. And I think we're open to any level of those. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the, um, we, we would encourage people to maybe go out and take a chance on learning something that they're not super familiar with, because I think it does, it does create opportunities for them to bring new, unique information and perspective back to their core role. You know, yeah. um, I want to actually, uh, click into kind of that balance that you find between prescription, but also like personal interest. And, you know, it's like, yes, I want you to explore things you're interested about. But there are some strategies and skills that will be applicable to your role that we want to prioritize. I want to get to that in a moment. But I am glad that you brought up account managers kind of seeking out and making taking like, hey, HubSpot as a developer certification. And you yeah. know, I'll never stop anybody from going after every certification within HubSpot Academy. But that's certainly not how it's designed, right? And so I think no. being able to align uh, prescribed certifications. Hey, here's kind of the learning path we suggest for you. It's like they're meant to be catered and built around particular roles and functions, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yes, I do. I do believe that. Um, and certainly folks who are in a, like a high level or mid to high level, like client facing role, like there's some bare minimums that they, we want them to have. Right. So this would be like, Kind of in my own free time, I was curious about growth-driven design or whatever. So I, yeah. I wanted to get that certification, you know. Uh, and so is that uh, kind of is that kind of the breakdown between hey, here's where we want you to focus your time, or here's what we prescribe versus like hey, what what learning do you want to uh, take on? Is it kind of uh, work has, hours versus hey, in your personal time, if you want to explore, is that is that kind of the breakdown? Oh, we don't, I don't put any, like any limitations to it. If you, if you want to go, you know, by all means, but I, I definitely feel like we do put some intention into, um, Hey, so folks in this role really should have these five to 10 or whatever, um, maybe mix in these three or four once those are done. And so we have some direction like that. Um, you know, but, but again, like I, I, I'm fascinated by some of the, stuff that bubbles up and somebody they'll get a note. We'll see a thing that says, Oh, so I got this notification or this certification. I'm like, wow, that's, that's amazing. That's great. Tell me why, why you are interested in that. You know? Yeah. It's a peek behind the curtain. Like, yeah, let's learn more. Is it uh, a growth trajectory you have for yourself? Is it something you want to f- begin folding into your role or, or future plans? Yeah. I can imagine there's yep. that sparks a whole other conversation, right? It does. Um, yeah. All right, John, I have, I have a final question, but this is the final question before that one. Uh, just <laughs> curiosity sake, do you and or the team have a favorite certification in HubSpot Academy? Is there a fave? So the one that is, uh, and this is get, not going to be any surprise to you, um, but the one that is getting the most conversation around here is revenue mm-hmm. operations. Yeah. Uh, and I think that is a, yeah. And that's a natural progression for us. I personally I'm going to, I will go on record now as saying, um, in the next 30 days, 30 to 45 days, I will get that certification. Um, but I don't have it yet, but I, it is the conversation around it has piqued my curiosity. So I'd say that one is the hottest, um, you know, and then we have a set that, you know, that, that I think anybody new that, that is coming in, 
at any level. If they don't have it, they should probably get in three or four. And you know, obviously, like inbound marketing, I think in essence is never going to change. It will always be some version of that. So it's a really valuable certification and and you know to understand at the level that 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 provides. You know, yeah, that's tried and true. That's flagship. Absolutely. You know what I mean? That's yeah. that's soft 100%. serve. You know, soft serve vanilla with a cherry on top. That is just that's the flagship. Fundamental classic. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, RevOps uh, makes a ton of sense. Um, uh, I'll be interested. Now you've you've spoken, you've willed your commitment to getting it, and now this will be out yes. in the ethos. And so now that's that's self accountability right there. That's self accountability one hundred and one. I I I'll tell you what. I will I will when I get it. I will post it on LinkedIn and I will tag you. And I'll all say, right, See, all right. double down so. on it. I appreciate that. Okay. Um, yeah. All right, John. I'll wrap with this. I wrap every episode with this question. Uh, what's the strangest part of agency life? I love this question. So I've been a fan of the show for, oh, <laughs> you know, I've listened to it for a long time and, Appreciate and, that. um, and I, this is probably, I love hearing other people's takes on this. Um, so I, I, my, in keeping with the theme, I think my, uh, my take on this question is like, it's the evolution of how critical learning is to, not only agency life, but just in life, right? And how you have to continuously recreate yourself and recreate your company and evolve um, in, in that whole element. And it requires effort and intention. It's strange. It, it is strange in the moment to be like, oh, we're kind of going through this evolution I and mean, education is at the middle of that, right? But it's also the most rewarding and the best part of it too, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, that I feel aligns really, really closely with going back to your notes and comments about just growth mindset, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How critical that, that tends to be right. In, in periods of evolution or growth. Yeah. That's awesome. Great answer. Uh, Thanks. well, John, that's all I have for you. Um, I appreciate you coming on, sharing your insights, your wisdom, uh, some of your thoughts yeah, and approaches to, to this type of stuff. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, my friend. Yeah, me too. Thanks. Appreciate it. And um, looking forward to hearing more episodes from everybody else as well. So I hope I hope you get additional people that listen to this and say, like, I want to sign on to do an episode, right? Yeah, right. Um, or uh, also on on air, double down and commit to completing a certification. You know, that's 100%. Uh, maybe Absolutely. that's kind of the new wrap up, you know. Um, but anywho, uh, John, again, thanks so much for coming on. And for everybody that has tuned in, this has been another episode of Agency Unfiltered.